In a follow-up story from yesterday, monarchs are caught up in the rewrite of the endangered species rules. Monarchs are in trouble. Despite efforts by countless volunteers and organizations across the United States to nurture the beloved butterfly, the Trump administration's new order weakening the Endangered Species Act could well make things much worse for the monarch, one of more than one million species that are struggling around the globe. Rapid development and climate change are escalating the rates of species loss, according to a UN United Nations report. For monarchs, farming and other developments have caused eradicated state-sized swaths of native milkweed habitat, cutting the butterfly's numbers by 90% over the past 20 years. With its count falling in the western United States last year, the monarch is now under government consideration for listing the U.S. Endangered Species Act. But if the Trump administration's latest action survives, threatening legal challenges, there will be sweeping changes to how the government provides protections and which creatures receive them. Administration officials say the changes expected to go into effect in September will reduce regulation while still protecting the animals and plants. But conservation advocates and Democratic lawmakers say the overhaul will force more into extinction, delaying and denying protections. The administration will, for the first time, reserve the option to estimate and publicize the financial cost of saving a species in advance of any decision on whether or not to do so. Monarchs compete for habitat with soybean and corn farmers whose crops are valued in the low tens of billions of dollars annually. For mountain caribou, the sage-grouse, the Humboldt marten, and California's old-growth redwoods and other creatures, it's logging, oil, and gas development, ranching, and other industry driving struggling species out of their ranges. Another coming change will end across-the-board protections for creatures newly listed as threatened. Conservation groups say that will leave them unprotected for months or years as officials, conservationists, and industries and landowners hash out each species' survival plan case by case. The rule also will limit consideration of threats facing a species to the foreseeable future, which conservation groups say allows the administration to ignore the growing harm of global warming. Along with farming, climate change is one of the main drivers of the monarch's threatened extinction. Disrupting an animal, 3,000-mile migration, sink to springtime, and the blossoming of wildflowers. In 2002, a single wet storm followed by a freeze killed an estimated 450 million monarchs in their winter home in Mexico, piling wings inches deep on the forest floor. A decision on whether the monarch will be listed as threatened is expected by December of 2020. In the meantime, volunteers like Lena Moore grow plants to feed and host the monarchs, nurture caterpillars and tag and count monarchs on the insects annual migration up and down America. For more, a tutor who has turned her 20 by 20 foot front yard over to milkweed, freebane and other butterfly nectar host plants in the hope that this grassroots effort of thousands of volunteers 
loosely connect, connected in wildlife organizations, schools, and Facebook groups, will save the monarch at last. People have an interest in it might be reversing it. It's encouraging, said Moore, it, who also raises extra milkweed to give away. If the monarch can't be saved, she said, it would be very sad. It would say what we are not able to do. Some animals, like a shy mountain caribou species that went extinct from the wild in the lower 48 states last winter, despite protection under the Endangered Species Act, struggle and disappear out of sight. Monarchs can serve as reminders of the others, says Karen Oberhauser, director of the University of Wisconsin Arboretum and a conservation biologist who has studied monarchs since 1984. That was before a boom in soybeans, corn, and herbicides wiped out milkweed in pastures converted to row crops. One of the reasons I think it's so important to focus on monarch conservation is that monarchs connect people to nature, Oberhauser said. They're beautiful, they're impressive, and people have seen them since we were children. If the changes that humans are causing are leading to a decline of species that are as common as the monarchs, it's very scary. The environment is changing, so much so that monarchs are declining, and I think that doesn't bode well for humans either, Oberhaus said. The Interior Department did not provide comment for this article about the plight of the monarch, despite our repeated requests. For coin... Corn and soybean farmer Wayne Fredericks in Osage, Iowa, the monarch's seemingly vulnerable life cycle is a mystery. Why would there be a creature designed that depends on one plant and overwinters in one little spot, Fredericks said. He takes part in a federal government programs that pay farmers to seed islands of native wildflowers and grasses on their lands. Coming through the corn rows on his 750 acres this spring, Fredericks is thrilled to see the full resort. Orange and black wings fluttering among their seeded prairie flowers. This year, it was just awesome, he says. As farmers, however, we've evolved to have clean fields, and we have used tractors, potent weed killers, and weed killer-resistant crops to make them that way, Fredericks said, and unfortunately, it killed the milkweed. Butterflies are pretty, he said, but persuading farmers to work around aggressively spreading milkweed will take money. When it's made economical sense to do so, it happened right away. For farmer Nancy Cabajan, who includes solar panels and patches of pollinator-friendly wildflowers amid her corn, soybean, and wheat in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, if we're going to be sustainable, we have to pay the higher bill. Should supporters win federal protections for monarchs and their milkweed habitat, the devil is in the details. The wording and the enforcement will mean invasive species meets endangered species. Then what happens? We're trying to do what we can, Wilkins said, a Delaware grower who shuns the federal farm habitat programs, but hopes that leaving what weeds and wildflowers survive in hard-to-mow areas helps the wildlife. I think you'll find there's lots of farmers who feel the way I do. For Oberhauser, the Wisconsin biologist, it's really important here that we not blame the farmers. We 
What we need to do instead of pointing fingers is we need to make up for that. As with the programs that pull unproductive lands out of farming and into set-aside patches for wildlife. In the U- United States western region, where monarchs spend the winter rather than migrate to Mexico, their numbers have plummeted from 4.5 million in the 80s to fewer than 30,000 last winter. Tierra Curry, an Oregon-based senior scientist with the Center for Biological Diversity Conservation Advocacy Group, said, because the monarch was once so common, most people her age, in her early 40s, believe there's no way monarchs can be endangered. But for her 14-year-old son, it's already almost a post-monarch world. Despite more than a dozen milkweed plants that the family has planted in their backyard, we haven't seen one yet, she said. We can only hope and pray that efforts among willing farmers and citizens to plant milkweed in their yards will help sustain the monarchs while we fight the repression of the Endangered Species Act by the Trump administration. More on this story as it continues. Thanks for listening to Did You Hear This?